Hi, you're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. Sure, let's do a toast first before we All start. Right. Toast. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, this week let's shift our episode a little bit to love. We still want to talk about dating, but this time I want to ask, or perhaps asking some advice from my senior friends and Ouch. family members. <laughs> Ouch. And today I have with me one of my favorite Canadian uh, person in Shanghai and one of my favorite Indonesian lady in Shanghai, and we have them together with us with a glass, with two glasses of whiskeys and one glass of brandy. So you know tonight's. Talk will be quite spicy, <laughs> uh, as I want to just touch on a little bit about the topic of how's dating. How is dating different for them now that they have passed a certain stage of their life, and what kind of insights, in that sense, do they have? And so that we can have a peek, you know, we can have like a see through of how it would be when we, well, we will obviously grow up to become like them. Eventually, so before we start, why don't we introduce first, uh, very briefly? Hi, Peter. Hi, Grace. Really nice to have you here with us. Great to be a part of your podcast. Hi, yeah. Andreas, and hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, can you guys share a little bit of your backstory? How did you guys meet, and how did you guys manage to arrive to Shanghai and now happily living together in this beautiful wow. city? It's a long story. But uh, we have think, a lot of time. <laughs> I think uh, the the best the best thing about us meeting was that we met at the toilet. Okay. So we uh, we we were working in the same same school, and yep. uh, it had female toilet and a, and a, a male toilet, and mm-hmm. they were at the opposite ends of a hallway. Sure. And for some reason, the uh, the men's toilet was used quite a bit, and so I was waiting to uh, waiting to use it, and then Grace came out of the ladies' side. And it was the first time that we'd actually met. We sort of bumped into each other. And we started talking, and I just really enjoyed the way that she talked, and the way that she talked about teaching, and the way she mm-hmm. talked about kids. And so we just had this really nice, short but really wonderful conversation. And then I think from that moment, I was just very curious about her and wanted to know more about her, and spent okay. time together and tried to find reasons to talk to her. And uh-huh. yeah, and then we just blossomed from there. We became good friends, and we became. Travel buddies, and I think things tipped in the dating direction when it came time. Uh, there was a, a performance for like teachers and, and students and everybody, and I asked her if she would be willing to do some dance routine with me. Wow! And then yeah, so then we made a date, and which I almost missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, because I totally forgot. And she texted me. She's like, "Okay, I'm here. I'm ready." And I was out having a few drinks with the guys. And uh, I got the text. It was one of those where instead of me canceling, I was like, "I need to go. I need to go." So I just I up paid my bill and then uh, and then I headed over and, uh, and we just had a great time. We were dancing and getting to know each other and uh, and then it just kind of took off from there. Then we became travel buddies and we started traveling everywhere and we just felt going mm. for each other. So you were tipsy when you danced with her for the first time. <laughs> so you, you, were uh, you know what? I don't know. I wasn't really tipsy because even, <laughs> even though I was out. When I was out with those guys, I, I didn't uh, I didn't drink too much. I would drink like a they had those big bottles of beer, and I would do like a bottle and a half. I was, awesome. to stay, I was trying to stay lean, so I mm-hmm. would never drink. I would never even drink two. I would just 
drink one and then I sort of nurse the other one. So. Okay, so what's the story from your side, my lady? <laughs> well, obviously she saw me and she thought, oh, this guy is so amazing and so handsome. <laughs> She's like, I gotta, I gotta get near this guy to change my life. <laughs> not at all, guys, not at all, no matter what I can say. Uh, my story side is like, uh, I'm just looking, just looking at him as a person that just came from Canada. And then I put my, myself into his shoes. Like I've, I've been to living in Sydney before, so I was thinking like, uh, how you know, how do I want from the local native peoples if I am the person who come from abroad? So I just put myself into the shoes that is a person that just came here. He probably did friends, probably did somebody to become his theory. So I volunteer myself to keep chatting with him. Mm -hmm. Like like I'm not chatting like I kind of be friendly to welcoming here because it's the very first traveling on his life, like moving to a country and living there. Mm -hmm. It's the first one over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was uh, talking about the living space, about the culture, so he know that he is not a bully by Indonesians native or Yeah, like Grace really really knew right away that I mean, one of the things being in Indonesia and being, I guess, white, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and having that face and having blonde <laughs> hair and things. It's is, very uh, blonde hair. <laughs> it, yeah, it, uh, I mean, there's some wonderful things because there's a lot of positive attention, but at the same time, people are always looking to take advantage. And so Grace was sort of my window of showing me, you know, what the country was like and some wonderful things there and mm -hmm. also protecting me from awesome from people that would take advantage because I'm, I'm a pretty it's partly my Canadian nature and partly me but I tend to be a pretty trusting person so I can be taken advantage of easily yeah I mean like I love Indonesia totally I want to do a little bit correction for the words before bullying inside or like not really bullying in the meaning of like take advantage of yeah take advantage of yeah. maybe yeah. that's better that's mm. better words to put in it sure. because he's, he's kind of presents it from if somebody asking for money he's just like oh okay you need money okay here you go boom so, <laughs> Yeah, it's very kind. <laughs> Hello, like tips so much, and then people is like going to ask you for the next time, and the next time if you don't yeah. give it, it's going to be your trouble. That was person. a that was a big learning in Indonesia is that you mm -hmm. know you once in a while if you do something nice for somebody is is okay, right? Yeah, especially if you're not necessarily going to see them again. But I got in the habit we had Gojek drivers, not Gojek, sorry, Ojek, Ojek, Ojek drivers that would hang out outside the school, and I would. Hop on, uh, hop on, and get a ride from them, and uh, and no matter how long or short the ride that I would take with them, I'd pay them fifty thousand, which was far more than what they would. Wow! Yeah, fifty yeah, thousand. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like the, it's like five minutes on the OJ for me. It's like yeah. the normal cost is going to be like eight thousand. Yeah. Even at fifty thousand, I just so, at first they were really excited about it. I mean, they were always kind of excited about it, but at the same time, it became. It became a situation where I couldn't do anything less, otherwise they would feel insulted, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean for the listeners who may not necessarily know the equivalent terms of Indonesian rupiah, so basically Peter is paying at least five or six times more than is the normal price and he just felt, yeah, he, mm -hmm. he's kind of obliged to, to keep paying at that rate. But I see something interesting here, so... <laughs> So Peter looked at you and he was very interested right from the get-go. But you, your motive was actually just to befriend him because yeah. you just love having this um, foreigner company. Yes. So can you share us what actually made you see him differently? 
I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think her ego's not letting her say the truth. She saw me and she sparked in her eyes. She saw, she saw love and she saw this dreamy guy. And she's like, oh, I got it. She was. She looked at me like I was a, like I was an apple pie. And she's like, I gotta have me a slice of that pie. <laughs> well, he's confident. You gotta give him that. <laughs> uh, according to my mom, this is a karma because I, I was moving back from Sydney to back to Jakarta because mm-hmm. uh, my mom wanted me to stay in Sydney. Mm-hmm. My mom really wished me to have a Western uh, partner of my life. Really? I I, I don't see Western is is the type that I want because I feel like they drink a lot. They they. True. A, a lot of things that are not g- going with my life of my culture. Mm-hmm. But then um, the dance that uh, we do together, the first um. time he touch my hands, mm-hmm. I'll fall for him that time. I yeah. really love a man that can, you know, guiding me in the dance, and then I'll, I'll, that that is the, the the time when I fall for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. You made a good choice. <laughs> Don't drink. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. interesting. Rather than, rather than hang out with the guys and when he came to me, mm-hmm. he was late. I'm a very on-time person, but I really hate a person that's late. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah, I think, you know what, if, if I were to... One thing that I would offer for advice is that I think for both of us, we surprised each other. And I think one of the things that I would say to anybody is that when you when you're chasing after a partner or when you're chasing after a relationship, Quite often, it's it's because of what other people think, mm-hmm. right? So, especially when you're younger. So, if you're in your if you're in your early 20s, there's sort of an expectation you're going to meet somebody, you're going to get together, you're going to get engaged, you're going to get married, then you're going to you know there's a mm-hmm. little script and mm-hmm. and people kind of push you along those lines. And and when you are chasing after a thing, then then you can make a lot of bad choices. And I think for both of us, neither of us were really looking for anything other than. Just to enjoy life, and then we found that spending time together, we we, we enjoyed life more, mm-hmm. and we had similar desires and interests in, in traveling and seeing things, and, and uh, the same sense of humor, and we just mm-hmm. we got along so well. And I think so yeah. for both of us, I would say that it surprised us, and and I think a big part of it is that we weren't in a hurry and we weren't looking for someone. We weren't looking at each other and going, "Oh, this could be my life partner." Mm-hmm. It's just more of I just want to spend more time with this person. Okay. But were you guys ever in a hurry? In our life? Yeah. Absolutely. When you were slightly younger. <laughs> um, you want to answer that first? Uh, I think I do. So, when I was 23, mm-hmm. I never had a boyfriend before 23. Of course, I fought with someone, mm-hmm. but never become a boyfriend. So, boyfriend is very disappointing because he said that he wants to go to Sydney. That's why I'm going to Sydney. <laughs> I was going to Sydney for him, mm-hmm. but then he's never coming. He, he, he went to uh, Singapore. So, it's just like um, in a moment that my mom asked me, I actually, my mom asked me, like, are you okay? You're 23 and you don't have any boyfriends. Are you okay? My mom is a very open-minded person. Like, for example, when, when I want to buy branded stuff or sexy stuff, I said, Mom, I only want, I only need one. My mom would say, buy the sexy stuff. Why do you want to buy a branded stuff? Nobody want to see your body. When you're old, you want to show body, show now. So my mom is a kind of person. So yeah, yeah. He, he, she just said, sorry, she just said to me, that, are you normal? So I feel like, okay, I need to find someone to be my 
boyfriends to prove that I'm normal. Uh-huh. So there's a person that will become my first boyfriend eventually, but he loved me so much, but mm-hmm. I didn't quite yeah, reciprocate that kind yeah, of feeling. I, I don't really interested in him. I just want to Spend have a boyfriend time. to show to my mom that I'm okay. I'm a very normal person. Yeah. <laughs> so. This advice for everyone who's listening is uh, when you're young age, do not, do not be someone partner just because of your mom said so. Your you see your friends and you're jealous of your friends. You only have someone or your age or for the, any reasons that's wrong reasons to have a partner because of you become happier in your life with that person. That going to be the right reasons that how you're holding to kind of like longer. Mm, yeah but i mean i feel like that is something that is very relevant for us because as you said a lot of people at my age we, we just actually want someone to spend our time with we just need that kind of a uh, middle ground between friend and a little bit more than friend because we want to have more fun <laughs> with each other but at the same time we will come to a point where we will have this only two options either we get married or we break up and most people are confused when they reach that point and that is why they become depressed like because they, they thought like they're lost right you know that's they're what, not ready that's for what it. I say that because uh, their marriage because of their age not because of the right persons mm-hmm. by rushing it like it's because like okay I'm married because of my age my age is a married age especially for Asia and then it's become like a competition between each other it's competition between the, the, the families like or the, the people that are older than you they have to mm-hmm. take care of their reputation face, yeah. their reputations like oh my my kid's still single and in, in, her, in her age is not this is something that very uh, shame for the family mm. but I'm very happy that my mom and my dad is kind of very open-minded. They didn't push me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't push me. Kind of maybe they give up on me. <laughs> say, Whatever you want. All right. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've noticed, and I would say the trickiest advice or the trickiest thing to think about is this whole idea of confusion. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's actually confusion and over experience of people that I've known in relationships and myself and mm-hmm. and just years of experience confusion is when is when your head thinks that you need to move a certain direction but your heart knows that you shouldn't so then when you're oh. confused about the relationship there's there's something there now it may be in the relationship that the partner wants to move too fast for you mm-hmm. right and so then you go on I'm, I'm not sure I'm confused but really, it just means that you're not ready to do that. Like mm-hmm. you're not ready to maybe take it to the next level. You need more time, or you're in a relationship that you think is a good fit for a lot of logical reasons, but your heart isn't there. So I think I think the root of confusion is listening to your head and not your heart. And if you want to truly be happy, you have to follow your heart. But isn't it? People say like follow your heart, but. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of people in their twenties, no, they they follow their heart too much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they they're full of emotions. They're very impulsive. So whatever their hearts say, they do not think it more. They don't think it twice. They will just say, "Okay, let's get married. Okay, let's do this. Let's do that," and then end up when those emotions start to vanish. Because right? I mean, every at any stage of relationship, 
it will naturally come to a point where the feeling will stagnate a little bit and that's when their logic starts to kick in and they realize oh i might have been too rash i think i think for this question is that when you're at a younger age in your life in certain in certain times you wanna let me say in chinese you wanna burning and vibrant fires, like wow kind of type of love that for you and forgetful for the whole life of time but when you are um past the age you only wanted a tan tan ting ting you just wanted like a very calm steady normal life it's hard to have a steady and normal life if you are not passing the uh, the desire of like you want to be like wow I want a super happiest uh, love life mm-hmm. I want to you know I want to be the happiest woman in the world right because of you want to not your fiance so that's why it's hard to okay but does this but does this mean that let's just be whatever because we want as Grace say we want to be fire we want to be burning like just do whatever you want before we reach that age where we want that stable and steady I think I I, I have had uh, friends in my life who were um, older men who got together with uh, younger women mm-hmm. and in particular if and and that ended badly mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that you do need time to be able to date to be able to enjoy life to be able, if you get attached too soon most personalities uh, I don't think that that's a recipe for things lasting I think that that is, that is a problem and so um, and on top of that I honestly believe that like throughout life even early in life that, that girls mature faster than boys and so so in most cases a uh, boy needs to, or a guy needs to be uh, older mm. than the girl in a sense because uh, a younger guy, like guys just mature. They mature. That's the funny thing that if Peter ever told me, it's like, uh, no matter whoever you are, uh-huh. end up with, it's always kind of like, maybe like your mother for the man and for the woman. The woman that you end up with mostly like look like your mother or the other side of your mother that you never see. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's to be honest, and and this may be controversial and people may, may not <laughs> appreciate it. But as a general rule, uh, it's not always the case. There's always sure. exceptions. But as a general rule, um, and because you you mentioned about um, what about people are just like usually falling in sort of a lust, right, and mm-hmm. sort of a you have to know you have to know your pattern right and and if you want to know what your pattern is and whether or not you're pursuing something that's healthy if you're a guy you need to look at the relationship you have with your mother Mm. because you tend to gravitate or you tend to move towards people who are similar to your mother that may be good and that may be bad you have to figure out you know you have to decide and you have to really examine if you're doing that just out of pattern or not and Definitely for girls, they're definitely looking for similarities with their father. And so if father was absent or father was rude or father made them work for love and, mm. and attention and whatever, 
then they will actively seek out people who give them that same thing. So it's not so much about the way that they look, but it's about the way that that person makes them feel. So a, uh, a father that you had to work hard to get his attention and to get his love and, and you had to prove yourself, then girls will tend to find guys where they have to work hard to prove themselves. And same thing with guys on the reverse. So I do think it's a good general rule. The other thing that is the most important is if you're looking for someone to complete you, you'll never be happy. But if you're looking to be a whole person and you're looking for somebody in your life that will add to your life, mm-hmm. right? Then, then I think that you'll find it. And I think that's something that it took me a while to realize that I really had the grace. And maybe because I didn't feel like I was complete, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I had no intention of getting getting married or even you know necessarily being in a serious relationship or things. But I just found that there was so much that was added to my life by mm-hmm. having her a part of it. Um, but it took time. It took time for me to get there. And now we're at a point where I just I recognize and appreciate so much what what she adds to my life. I have no doubt. Grace on her own, she'd be great. She'd have no problem at all. I on my own am fine, but together we're better. But it's not that she has a hole that she's trying to fill and then filling it with me. And it's not that I have a hole that she's that she fills for me either. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, and it's really interesting when you said that because when I was a kid, my mom also advised me to find someone who ultimately are like four or five years younger than you that sends you mm-hmm. it's the same like when you say it because girls like a man who can guide them and therefore when you have like this four or five years of your experience then you're able to show that you're more mature and that you're able to actually take care of her for life and again i guess girls take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i think it's a trade-off right i mean yeah. we we trade that like i i love the things that 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 grace does for me in my life right like as far as the things that she looks after that makes me not have to worry about those things but and i and i think she enjoys um you know for us we both love to travel and when when we would go back to canada and uh and i would really make a special effort to bring her to places that that i thought were really cool and really great and just sort of plan the trip where she didn't have to worry about anything I think that was something that I don't know. I mean, you might be able to comment on it, but I think that was something that she really enjoyed and appreciated. That she just, you know, all she had to do was show up, right, and just enjoy yeah. the moment. I love how much she appreciated and enjoyed, you know, every little piece. I mean, it was just like just the, just the pure joy that she had in, in the experiences mm-hmm. of the things that we did. Just made me want to plan those things, and she appreciated that. She could just enjoy the experience. She didn't have to worry about details. She didn't have to worry about plans. She didn't have to worry about mm. where we were going, how we were getting there. You know, she would just hop in the vehicle with me and away we would go. She would hop on a plane with me and away we would go. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's also very, uh, very simple for me. Like I'm planning trips in Indonesia for him. It's like, although my plan of the trip is not as fancy as what he did to me, mm-hmm. but I also use my all um, resources I'll just plan and then plan the trips and then uh, we're going to Komodo Islands, we went to Boitong, we went to... Yeah, we went to, but I um, love that. Yeah. I love that part and, and, and yeah. just the experiences yeah. that you created in there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean like it's a same like a, when I went to Canada, I no need to worry about anything. I 
honestly in my mind I never crossed my mind that I will, I will go to Canada but instead of that I went to Canada and then enjoyed part of Canada from the east to the west more than Canadians Mm. So even though a lot of his his friends and oh I never been there oh I never been there I saw bears and every trips like we went to the national park we went to yeah you know even though bears are relatively <laughs> common in Canada when yeah. because because if you're in tourist places then they tend to stay away from that right yeah so you don't you don't often see them and uh, and so. And a friend of ours that we were that we um, stay with in Canada, that's a good a good friend of mine and now a good friend of Grace's as well. You know, she's older than me, and uh, in her time she had been to Banff and the places that we went on vacation, and she had never seen a bear, right? Mm-hmm. And, and yet, when Grace came, every time that we've been in Canada and near a place where there are bears, she's seen a bear. Yeah. I saw black bears. Black bear, brown, brown bear, 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 grizzly bears. Grizzly bears. Yeah. yeah. The cops, the moms. <laughs> so uh, that's like, um, I feel like that is something that nobody can take away from me and him and us in our experience of life is our travel. Yeah. So no matter how, like flowers, you buy me flowers, the flowers going to be done soon you buy me anything it can be lost or whatever but these memories of this travel is going to be last forever and nobody ever going to take it and it's really nice look at now we are in a situation of COVID. everything's even going back to normal mm-hmm. will be not the same anymore so yeah i don't need to worry about anything in canada i just need to show up and then i just need to even though it's like a long long time flight but even though in the flight when i hop in the canada airline i just be like Oh my god, this is so great. People working like they are so humanity. There's the the that's a flight and then it's the oldest flight and then I ever been. I live Yeah, one of the one of the biggest differences from flying in Asia <laughs> and flying in Canada is that um, flight attendants in Canada come in all shapes and sizes, right? So uh-huh. in, in Indonesia or in Asian countries you see that they're very done up, their hair is you know all the same and they're there you know there's a lot of makeup and there whereas your flight attendants in Canada on their Canada a lot of them look like your mom yeah, <laughs> something your mom your dad and, yeah, and everything in between are. and yeah. I just feel like oh my god they but in my old, mind is I don't feel like they old I just feel like oh my god this country is res, uh, responsible for humanity so much and then yeah. the Rocky Mountains view and as soon as Hobbit this crazy part of it is Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we we've commented on that a lot. Where we we've done a lot of travel in the past four, well, I think it's five years. Yeah, like we did a lot of travel, like every Indonesia and Canada. And Grace's has experienced and seen more of Canada than most Canadians. So especially ones that are overseas, the ones that are over here. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when we talk about Canada and things and Canadians that are over here, Grace has seen more than they have because a lot of them just grew up in their communities and things. Sure. Sure. And, that, that but, kind of thing also yeah. add up with our relationship because I become appreciate him more than I did before I fly to Canada because he take care of everything so much. It's just like he will show up in the airport before my flight is landed and then he will just the crazy part of the Canadian travel is like the the whoever the one who come pick you up in the airport they can go to take your bank. So 
they can go yeah. inside and check your bag. Yeah, so in Asia, they, they, on the way out, they, they check your bags, yeah. right? And they check your tag and yeah. stuff, but really... In, in so I was just like, I don't need to even carry my bag, you know, like, there's the very first time I fly there, and then uh, I was like 32 hours uh, from my place to his place, and then I said to the pilot, I said, I'm so sleepy right now, and the pilot just stay in the waiting room as, as same as a passenger, I said, I am come from Indonesia. I am very dying right now. I'm afraid that I fall. So can you call me when I when I when I when it's the time to to fly? And he said, okay. Do you want to take photo in the cockpit? I said, yeah, sure. So he and I'm like he said to me, the pilot said to me that I have to be the last one to come up from the flight because uh, he need to say goodbye to everyone, and after that I can go to cockpit and take a picture. And then uh, he, uh, Peter was waiting for me a long time and then with my cases, I lied to him, I said, he said, where are you? I said, I'm with, uh, waiting for my bag, but my bag is in his Alright, so that will be the first part of the recording. Sorry if the audio quality is a little bit distant. I think when we did the test sound, we were still sober, but then as we drink and talk, we kind of get relaxed and so we've we distance ourselves from the mic and so the audio sounded so far but if there's anything to take from this episode is that firstly the timing of peter and grace they do not actually plan it but they are focusing on themselves focusing on how they can have the best times out of their partnership out of their relationship and i think this is important because as you can see they talk for at least 10 or 15 minutes regarding their travel so it is less a matter of whether the other person fits to your liking or fits to your quality sheet but it's more on how you can find this one common interest that you can do and that you can talk about for on and on and on i hope their superly heated but also tipsy conversation (laughs) was able to give you some light regarding this matter i hope you learned something as always i appreciate you guys listening oh stay tuned for part two of this episode where we'll be talking more into some other aspects of their relationship okay i hope you have a good day have a good weekend and an even better one ahead bye